Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Everybody and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept and discuss it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. I'm Alex Tate. And how are you this week, Alex? Yeah, good. Stressed. A lot of work, but um, good, I think. Yeah, largely happy. Great. I'm glad to hear it. You sounded like you were working out your feelings uh, like live on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my body convincing myself that I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're I'm good. good. I'm, I'm fine. good. Yeah. Good, good. Cool, 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 cool. All good. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm just in uh, school right now and I have a lot of projects to do this week. But then after this week, hopefully it calms down a little bit. Yeah, totally. I am also in school, but teaching young children. And uh, two two things today. We were on the playground and uh, we're just standing there. I'm just talking to my coworker and then I hear a flap. And I look over on the ground. Always like this, like a like skin connecting with cement is a noise. Yeah, not quite. Uh, it was like a th- it was more of like a thud. Okay. But I look over and this big ass lizard has fallen out of a tree oh. about about twelve inches away from him. <laughs> like a lizard almost just landed on my coworker, nice. and it was noisy. It just was thunk, and then I looked at it, and it just looked at me, and then it went. Skittered away, and I was like, "Ugh!" I also saw a cicada. Hang on, I want to address a that it acknowledged you. Yeah, and you acknowledged it, and almost as if to check in with you. It just (laughs) wanted to tell you, like, I'm good. It was quite the fall, (laughs) but I'm good. I'm gonna lead now. Yeah, but and then you were just like, "Fuck off, get out!" I know. And then talk about something that's. Montana has never prepared you for not a lot of reptiles in Montana at all. No salamanders and maybe a frog once in a while and occasionally a turtle. But like yeah. in Texas, I mean, I've I've almost stepped on lizards and turtles and just because I'm not looking where I'm walking. And then you look down and there's this whole little ecosystem happening underneath your feet. Yeah, it's not whenever I go someplace warmer, I get like I get that I get really excited about lizards. I'm like, oh, fucking lizards. And I'm like running around with them. And I'm sure the locals are like. Dude, they're like pests. The kids love them. I mean, we have one that lives outside of our classroom, like just on the wall. So some like two or three times a week, we'll walk out and he'll just be there looking at us. And we're like, yeah. What's up, dude? And the kids are like, that's our lizard. And I'm like, yeah, if he only he knew that. Lizards always seem so, um, so like they just got caught doing something they shouldn't be doing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, when- they're like, fuck that. <laughs> they're hanging I'm on good. the side yeah. of a building which <laughs> yeah. is already sketchy and then they do they like move their head to like they like look at you like oh me yeah yeah <laughs> but me uh, not me this is not my dead body this i'm not burying this whose dead body is that where did this dead body come from i don't know that's what i feel every time i see a lizard that's what they're just like i just yeah. caught them doing something they shouldn't be doing okay anyway i also i don't know if you've ever seen a cicada in person but i saw yeah. one today for the first time and it looks like a leviathan from like the depths of the ocean yeah uh, but in like minuscule form. And when I say minuscule, I mean, it's still a huge bug. But this one had like a shell that it hadn't gotten rid of yet, which Bleh. apparently they do. And it just had all these like little uh, like tendrils. And it honestly looked like a deep sea creature. And I again, I mostly see these animals when I'm very close to stepping on them or interacting with them physically, which is not something I want to do. Yeah, for me, it's so I mean, I grew up in. Well, I grew, I guess I grew up in Wyoming, but, um, I was, I was born in Missouri and we would have like 
cicada season. Yeah. Um, and they do this thing called like I don't know what it's called actually. I was about screaming. To... They just go. Ah, I hope you know. Long. I was about to call it like docking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called docking. No, but they I'm do sure this, there's like... a strong gay cicada population out oh, there. Oh, um, absolutely. There's too many of them C- not to be. Cicadas. Yo, hey. Um, but they do this thing where they like fly away from the tree and then fly back to the tree and like this like pulsating flying to and from trees and it's just like this like wow wow drone and it's uh horrible it's horrible and i was gonna say i am i'm kind of fine with bugs bugs don't freak me out until a certain like breaking point and that breaking point is when i can feel the weight of them Ooh, yeah you know like a yeah. ladybug or an ant or any spider I can't feel the weight of really doesn't freak me out. But when a bug lands on you and you feel it yeah, land on you, fuck that, dude. I freak out. No, same, same. That's why roaches I can't do. Cicadas are huge. Like, yeah. Nope, I'm good. Uh, let me do our quick podgo shout out and then I'll pass it. I'll pass the mic to you, Kay. MC Alex. Boom. We got ads now. We're selling our souls. What you gonna do about it? We got money now. Uh, today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as members, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And I'm honestly, like, really disappointed that... With all the friends that we have that are, like, one, white, and two, into, like, media, no one has started a podcast and put our name in their Podgo application. Yeah, that's why. Because I know the answer is you've definitely started a podcast, white people. Yeah, but put our name when you apply for Podgo. Put our name in it, and we get $5 per podcast. I don't care if you don't have a podcast. Start one so we can get $5. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want the audience to know that as Jacob reads that, I'm just like nodding along, like I'm in agreement, like you can see me, but you can't see me. So know that I am in support. Um, okay, Jacob, a couple things happened. One thing, this is, um, this might become a recurring segment of, uh, adventures in socially ineptitude by Alex. Oh, Alex. Why'd you have to go and put your foot in your mouth? I was helping a man recently in the store and he was, and I cannot express this, lovely. One of the nicest, genuine, sweetest mans I've ever had. Had long conversations with him, um, well beyond shoes. Um, his name was Jaime and he and his wife were, are, have been for the past 13 months RVing around the country. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And bad uh, time to be doing that, but cool yeah, otherwise. But he wanted, he was like, specifically, he's like, we started the way before this shit went down. Um, and uh, he, what we, I was talking to him about running shoes, obviously. And I was like, where'd you get those shoes? And that's how we brought up. He's like, oh, well, we've been RVing around. So I got these shoes in San Antonio, blah, blah, blah. Then we continued to talk and I got him shoes and I had built a rapport. And Jaime had an accent. Um, I don't believe he was from America. Not that I care, but that's that's important to this story. Because then I go, again, adventures in ineptitude. I go, so where are you from? And then I go, oh, no, no, no. Not like that. Like, where do you originate from? And then I was like, <laughs> no, 
Like, where <laughs> did your trip originate in? <laughs> and he just kind of laughed it off and he was like, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck, man. Because that's such a bullshit question. Like, I hate when people are like, where are you from? You know, and they're like, America. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to be that guy. I just wanted to ask where his trip or like where he called like home base. Yes. What's your RV's ethnicity? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that was that was adventurous and ineptitude. Maybe That's we- great that you like that you corrected yourself and didn't double down though. <laughs> oh, I was immediately like, oh my god. No, I'm so happy to have you here. Just <laughs> to one of your coworkers. Yeah. I'm not like them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is our word of the day? Our word is, I know, something very near and dear to your heart. And I can't believe we haven't talked about it. And I feel like we have. And I, uh, I literally went back through all our old episodes and we haven't. It's music. Music. Yeah. I, I love music. Yeah. You're like the most musical person I know. I wanted to let you gather your thoughts. So I would tell you a quick story about how unmusical I am. Okay. Um, my father plays the guitar and it's very near and dear to him i don't think he's particularly fantastic at it i'll be honest with you but he cares about it a lot he's got guitars hung on the wall if that tells you anything (laughs) yeah 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 and he but he like plays those guitars hung on the wall and if you're like if there's like a dull dull moment in the conversation or whatever he'll just like pick up a guitar and continue to talk to you but while he just like strums along with the guitar again i don't think it's gonna be the day that's a song choice yeah it's mainly like james taylor (laughs) Um, yeah, and then just wonder well. It's very important to him. And he desperately wanted me to play the guitar or some musical instrument of some in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> and I and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play the guitar because dudes that play the guitar bang chicks, because I was 13 years old and that's what I thought. Um and uh I was so bad at it and hated it so much that when he would leave, he would be like, what are you going to do while I'm gone? And I would just to like make him happy. I'd be like, I'm going to practice the guitar. And he'd be like, great. And then he would leave. And then I remember I would just watch MTV, which I was not allowed to watch MTV in my household yeah. um, sure. because it was just filled with filth. And well, according to my parents. And then I would hear the garage door open and I would like quickly run upstairs and then just like start strumming some bs shit like a one d chord (laughs) on a guitar and be like see i was playing the guitar and uh, i would like print out tabs you know uh, for people that don't play the guitar tabs are if you can't read music that's how you play the guitar it's for dum-dums and um i would just like print out tabs from songs and then just tell him that i was uh learning these tabs and i just wasn't at all i was just watching mtv the entire time like uh room raiders Remember Room Raiders from MTV? Actually, I haven't seen that one. Oh, man. It's where they pull people out of their rooms, whatever they're doing, so they can't clean the rooms, and then send an eligible single person in. Um, oh. <laughs> and then they 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 pick who they want to go on a date with via whose random room they they saw. Uh, and Love they it. always found – and all the straight white dudes – rooms they found porn and they always freaked out about it they were like ew i don't know about that 
I don't know about that. And I was like, this it's is like the early 2000s. You got a dial up connection. People still bought magazines. Yeah. And that's why I was like, it's porn. What? Like, get over it. But they didn't. Anyway, that was my story about how my dad thinks I tried to learn how to play the guitar, but I never even gave it a shot. I was actually just talking to my dad about how I, when iTunes came out, like, I started getting gift cards for every single like holiday. I'm like I, almost as if my grandparents were just excited to buy them for me. Is like, it, re- can I ask you, is it because your dad refused to put his credit card on iTunes because he thought it was sketchy? Because I did the same exact thing and my dad would never put a credit card on iTunes. No, my parents trusted me pretty well with that. Yeah. Uh, so we put it on, but like, I would just like my grandma would pick me up from school and she'd be like, Hey, here's your $10 iTunes gift card. I'm like, cool. Thanks. Uh, but I was talking to my dad the other night about how I had to start a music video downloading in the evening. And then I would go to bed and watch it before I went to school the next morning. Cause it would finally be done downloading. Yeah. 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 You, had, yeah you like, prepared eight to nine hours in order to download yeah. this yeah for probably what's now like a 480p video of thanks for the memories by fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 amazing i remember um itunes had the uh ex- like the explicit marker next to their signs oh yeah their songs right and i was a little bitch boy and would only get the clean versions of songs Mm-hmm. Um, and I also was really into the game Need for Speed Underground. And the title song for the video game Need for Speed Underground is Get Low by Lil John. Every time <laughs> you started the game, every like a little car would drive by and they'll go brum dum 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 And it was the best thing ever. And it was the clean version of that song, of course, because yeah. it was a game for children. Yeah. And um I bought the song and it didn't have the explicit i was like well it doesn't have the explicit thing it must be the clean version and i bought the 99 cent song and then clicked on it and it it really changed my entire life <laughs> the moment i listened to that song unedited talking about sweat dripping down his balls talk about skeet skeet then i had to look up what skeet skeet was um yeah. talking about bitches crawling um it was wild it was what a culture shock that was for me. And I will always remember that. I thought it was hilarious. I also wasn't allowed to listen to explicit songs. So I did a lot of like Walmart clean version buying back when I was a kid. And nice. then when that failed, like if it was an album, when I started having more uh, like niche tastes, lots of albums didn't have clean versions. And so I would pull the songs into Audacity, cut the help the bad word myself oh therefore listening to it three or four times to make sure i get it right yeah and then export it so i have a clean version to listen to and i was a narc too one time i bought the single <laughs> oh, that is commitment i didn't know you did that that's wild yeah i bought the single weightless by all time low which has one f word in it and it was not marked explicit and i emailed itunes and i said hey I this needs an explicit tag and they were like here so sorry we'll refund you your 99 cents and then I bought the song lightning rod by the offspring with that 99 cents but yeah man oh yeah well for me it turns out I completely made this arbitrary rule up in my head I just assumed my parents would be mad about it (laughs) they were mad if I they're like listen we don't want you to say that stuff and then I you know I oh it was um uh Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day 
Yep. Um, and there's one line. It says Walking read between down the lines. The line, or yeah, read between the lines. What's, what's fucked, fucked up? Yeah. Up and everything's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Amazing rendition. And I was like, signs. and I like, I was like running. I remember. So we had this like sound system through the through the house and I had made a mix CD and I had put that song on there and I forgot because I had hidden that <laughs> CD. I forgot that that song had an F word. And I was like running through the house. I was like, no, it's coming. No. Yeah. And then there it just drops through the whole house. Just what's fucked up. And no, my parents didn't say anything. They just consider my, you know, my dad was in the garage working on something. And I was like, what do you mean? They didn't care. And then, you know, years later I like brought it up and they're like, oh, we don't, we don't care. If your songs yeah. have cut, they're like, Our, my songs growing up had cuss words in it. Fine. And then my dad showed me Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Yep. Um, which is explicitly about anal sex <laughs> um, and making a woman orgasm from anal sex. That's what that song is about. He's like, scream for me, babe. I want to be your backdoor man. Shake for me. <laughs> And all this stuff, dude. That's the that's the fucking lyrics. No, yeah, no, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and so it's like, I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, man. All, all these songs are also gross. <laughs> Here's the secret: parents don't listen to lyrics. My dad, I could play a song and ask him to listen to the lyrics, and it he would still not be able to identify where the cuss words are. Like he just doesn't <laughs> yeah. have those ears. And my mom's pretty much the same way. They're both like very like melody people. They'll get the tune down and they know like their parts, but they don't know exactly what the song's about or what they're saying. But um yeah man, I took I think five years of piano when I was a kid and my piano teacher and this is wild to me thinking back, my piano teacher used to pick me up from school. Wow. And then yeah. take me to her house to teach me piano. Like, <laughs> yeah, different times. Yeah, that's not uh, going to happen anymore. I played the, or I mean, I play the drums, but I, I stopped doing piano. And oh, fifth grade is when like band started. So I got a snare drum and, you know, I did a little rat-a-tat-tat. Yeah. And then, yeah, in high school and junior high, I played in jazz band, percussion ensemble, marching band, symphonic band. Uh, I was in a brass band, which is basically just like a mini jazz band. Uh, and then I had a rock band on the side. So, and I've been in a couple things since then. Currently writing an album to record in October. There you go. Yeah. We're going legit with it. I'm going to keep us up, people updated on the podcast because I want you all to get excited about it. But yeah, we're, we're going legit. We're paying a producer and I'm excited. You're in a room with just microphones, not like a <laughs> living room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a studio built to be soundproof. Not yeah, yeah, to, like it's it, this room is purpose built for recording music. It's not used yeah. for also eating food. You and I have made some music together. Yeah, yeah. Much to, again, I can't express you guys. I'm <laughs> so not musical. And I just watching Jacob pull his hair out as I can't uh, get this shit through my head. It, it, I mean, it's not an over exaggeration to for someone who listened to so much like hip hop and rap. Oh yeah, uh, I love it. You have I love zero it. rhythm, like oh yeah, zero flow, zero rhythm. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, can't do but, any of it. But you you got better uh, after you know. I mean, you can drill anything into a fucking wall sooner or later. Yeah, it's when we blood. did like boy bra at first, it was like, oh man. <laughs> but then by the time we were getting to like Craig and Jimmy, and then we did Montana to Los Angeles, yeah, like, you were there, you were in 
it. You were you were getting into it, and you were you were rhyming, and I can't. As Beastie Boys would say, rhyming and stealing. I cannot learn something if I cannot hear other like sing along to it. That's the only way I'm gonna get it. Oh, I do that too. Like and that's, the, I learn my own lyrics by recording a demo while looking at things at the lyrics and then listening back to it. Yeah, but I like appreciate you that you could even do that in the first place. If you give me music and say read this to the beat of the music that i can't do i'm like i don't know yeah where any of this goes i can't do that you have to tell me explicitly what you want and then i'll be like i can recreate that i don't read music much anymore but i'm still like capable of it uh but yeah there are versions of the songs that we did for ginger's on ice where i've pitched my voice lower for your part (laughs) i'm like yo 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 my name is alex yeah And it was funny, but I needed it desperately. I couldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten there otherwise. Um, I also remember one time this stuck out of my head. We were um, trying to record a song. Yeah, like it was the Target song, right? Um, yeah, Craig and, Craig and Jimmy. Um, but we wanted to maybe like sing it. Or like yeah. try like odd like T Pain singing it like super duper auto tuned. Oh no, that was the money one. Was it? Yeah, because we watched Bo Burnham mess around with his auto tune pedal at the end of Make That's Happy. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we went on tour and we wrote a song about how we wanted to uh, how we needed money. <laughs> yeah, but I now I remember I hit a note so bad and <laughs> so flat and. That when I listened back to it, I was absolutely appalled. And then Autotune could do nothing for it. Autotune was like, you're fucked. That's, <laughs> that is a, a note hitherto before this never been hit by mankind. And it's so <laughs> atrocious that uh, the Autotune system was like, nah, quit. Yeah, people don't understand that Like, for Autotune to do its job... You have to act. You have to hit most of the notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and and that's been proven. Like, since like, go anybody who hasn't done, go watch T Pain's Tiny Desk concert because it's absolutely yeah. incredible. Uh, guess what? T Pain can sing. He just chose to auto tune himself. I thought right. that T Pain couldn't sing, and auto tune saved him. Not not the case. Oh, I definitely had that. I I remember being like so close-minded when i was a kid like i there was a time where i wouldn't listen to music without guitars like oh yeah they have real guitars in it and now i listen to just about anything like a good song is a good song but it's taken me a long time uh and then in college i had like this grand awakening where i was like whoa it's cool to let people like things (laughs) yeah definitely definitely like i i we we talked about this uh when chanel was on here a while ago but um i exclusively listened to led zeppelin in middle school and wore led zeppelin t-shirts and thought i was way fucking above everybody else because of that um and then i because and i thought rap was stupid i was like rap's not music that's just talking (laughs) which is ignorant i admit that Uh and obviously i'm like deeply obsessed with like 90s hip-hop now which is a huge 180 but and then I listened to uh, Linkin Park and Jay-Z's collab, collab album because I was into yep. Linkin Park. And I was like, oh, they did a they did a collab with this Jay-Z dude. Don't know who that is. And then I was like, I kind of like the rap parts the best. <laughs> <laughs> the well, Linkin Park you parts kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, Jay-Z's a way better rapper than Mike Shinoda. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I would like look up Jay-Z and I think I think like my and playing like games like Need for Speed Underground. And, you know, 
being forced to listen, quote unquote, forced to listen to these rap songs while I wanted to play the video games. But that's how I expanded my, and then now, yeah, then I got to a land that it's like, music is music. Yeah. I can appreciate, I can appreciate every type of music except for Florida Georgia line. Right. Like new modern country can go fuck itself. Uh, Yeah, I do agree with that (laughs) assessment. But, you know, even though I don't like it, I appreciate like Swedish death metal or Norwegian death Norwegian death metal for what it is. I actually just bought a book uh, about that called Lords of Chaos. And it's it's like 25 years old, which I didn't realize. But uh, it's all about the like Norwegian black metal scene. And I just started it today and I'm pretty excited about it. I wanted to talk about the kind of the two albums that like busted my head wide open as far as like accepting all kinds of music and it's not going to be what you think but in 2012 i think fun released some nights and that was like a huge album for me because i really now i was into like pop punk and i i didn't realize how much pop was in the pop punk we're talking like academy is fallout boy panic of the disco i still for some reason was like oh no these are more punk than pop Incorrect. Absolutely incorrect. If you listen to like a punk album, it's way harder. (laughs) Yeah, but Fun was the first like purely pop band, uh, their second album anyway, that like I was like, oh, man, this is cool. And then a couple years later, Taylor Swift released 1989. Yeah. And I listened to it and I was like, globally the biggest fucking thing I've ever seen seen an album. I'm like, holy shit. Everybody from every country knows every song off this album. That's insane. Yeah. And I was like, this is so good. And those two like pop albums just kind of, I was like, oh man, this, I'm going to let people like what they like. Not that I didn't like let, you know what I mean? But yeah, uh, I judged people a lot harder sure. than I do now. And I'm very glad to have left that behind. And I'm, I'm constantly listening to new music and every Friday on Instagram at JRG comedy, you should follow me if you don't already. I post like notable new releases in my story. It's not all of them. You can go to Spotify's new releases or Apple Music or whatever, but but things that I, from bands I already like or things I've sort of screened that I think people I know will like, I, I put those up and and do little song clips. And I, I've got a lot of messages over like the year that I've been doing it of people just wanting to like chat, like oh shit, I love this band too. I didn't know anybody else liked them. Oh yeah, I um for what it's worth, whenever you post something of a band that I don't know. I look it up immediately and at least listen. Yeah, and to like a minute or so. And sometimes I'm like, not for me. Right, right, right. Whatever. My dad does that too. He texts sometimes. And he's like, I don't really like anything this week. And I was like, that's okay. Yeah. Next week you'll have some. Like it's it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it's it's like I've gotten to like appreciate the artistry. Yeah. Like I'm I'm totally happy with that. You know, like uh, Sheridan sent me this video of this Russian dude. I had to look him up. He's in a like a Russian metal band. I can't remember the name. If I can find the video, we'll try to link it somewhere. But he is just in his house mm-hmm. and he sings We Will Rock You by Queen yep. in like a death metal voice. Like, but he I obviously can't do it. His voice is so incredibly powerful. I don't know what he did to get his voice that way. But it is one of the most impressive things I've ever, just, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. What is your vocal, how's like strong are your vocal cords that you can do that? That's insane. I don't like it. It's not for me, but Jesus. Right, right. I, I, yeah, pretty much feel the same. And I've found often that a lot of my favorite songs are not technically, uh, 
you know, exceptional songs. Like I don't have a rush song in my top 500 favorite songs. Like right. a lot of them are like fairly simple, have a great melody, have a nice hook, uh, you know, maybe some cool or unique instrumentation somewhere in there. But what really does it for me. And I think what's so important, especially to the type of music I listen to, you got to have a good singer. Yeah. Yeah. And if not good, like if they, even if they're not like hitting notes or whatever, there's just, there's some, singers that just fit the music so well yeah and a great example for that for me is uh uh what patrick stump yeah for fallout boy from fallout boy he was the first one that i listened to fallout boy and i said to myself i don't think he's very good at singing (laughs) but it works yeah so well and like you can't when i would try to sing along and i would try to make my voice sound like his voice i quickly realized i couldn't do that right all the yeah, yeah, and, and I was does. like, oh, okay, I get it. I, and he's gotten so, so much better, too. If you watch any live videos from pretty much since they came back from hiatus, like, six years ago, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's a powerhouse now, but definitely was a little more spotty back in, like, the, the earlier years. Because I was like, again, I was like comparing him to Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin, who I would say Dude, has, like, an amazing voice. voice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if your voice fits the music, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and that's why bands have trouble. Like if a singer leaves, like moving forward, it's worked a few times. There are some bands like Iron Maiden with Bruce Dickinson, just like reinvented themselves and were more popular than ever. But that is not usually the case because it's really hard. A singer is a lot of a band's identity. Yeah. Yeah, I have a I played in Missoula in a band called War Pony and the Pool Boys. Oh, yeah. We did a couple shows. I think a fantastic name for what it's worth. Not that you can judge a band purely on its name, but you can. And that's a great name. I didn't have anything to do with it. She was War Pony, like in her solo stuff. And the other two guys in the band were already playing as the Pool Boys. So we just slapped them together. (laughs) It works. Works really well. But we played a show at Monks. And my dad told me later, Alex came up to me and he was like, I don't know why Jacob does comedy. He's way better at music. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was. Yeah, I'll stand by that. I, I think the first time I ever saw you drum was like drum for real was that your uh led zeppelin oh yeah the the rock lotto in missoula yeah yeah and you had to like cover a red led zeppelin song and i remember i was in journalism school at the time and so i uh i like photographed it and i took some of my favorite photographs that i've ever taken is i still you, i love those photos yeah it's of you drumming um but I was floored. I was like, oh, shit. I guess because other people in my life tell me they've been drummers and they just kind of bang and it doesn't sound musical at all. And I was like, holy shit, Jacob's actually very good at this. And yeah, so I just went forward with that. And I was like, he's way better at drumming than anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm leaning into that a little bit now and and making uh, music that I I think will surprise people. There's not even a joke in sight. There's a little bit of like a you know, a self-awareness or a sense of humor because I can't just be like super serious emo band take myself super seriously. That's not my vibe and I don't want to attract fans that like that vibe anyway. Um, Totally, totally. I'm not going to get hot just to have a music career, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get hot so I can bang you. But yeah, man, I mean, I I got that jazz training which has come in handy over the years. But yeah, I played in a band... I'm just so sad about live music. Like if this, if the U S just could pull its head out of its ass, we can have live music. New Zealand is just declared itself COVID free. Taiwan is having 
baseball. Like we could do that too. But yeah, yeah. no. Um, do you have any uh, live music? I mean, we've gone over a couple of them on the podcast stories that you would like to tell. I have one that I think I don't know if I told on this podcast that I think is funny. Well, you and I went to a festival together. It was Gentlemen of the Road in Walla yes. Walla, Washington. Yes. And I slept in a tent made for like one and a half people. What, on a, <laughs> like a 45 degree incline, I want. To, and did we orient the tent with the hill? No, we oriented it across <laughs> the hill as if you and me, who I both know have been camping a lot in our lives, had never been camping ever in our lives. Yeah. And so I was rolled. I think you were uphill first night and I I was uphill second night. <laughs> I was like all the way in the corner waking yeah. up at like 4 a.m. the first <laughs> night. I I mean, I love live music. Part of the reason I moved away from Montana is to catch up on all the bands that I didn't get to see growing up because I liked, you know, smaller bands. So I, I've, uh, I mean, I've cried at Weird Al concerts. I've seen Bad Religion twice. And Jimmy Eat World, I, I met the singer of and stole his set list. And then at the next show, he like tossed a pick into the audience and I caught it. So I was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool that, I, you know, so I have this weird like. You should have thing. taken your underwear off and thrown them back at him. I thought about it, but I didn't wear I didn't wear the ones that I could like rip off easily. I would no, have you to should take- have taken your pants off, <laughs> then taken your underwear off, and for a brief time been butt ass naked in the audience, and then yeah, just Donald ducking it at yeah. the Jimmy World concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's your story? The only time I almost got in a bar fight. Noise. Almost is the key word here. I was at St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Um. Uh, who, if you haven't heard of them, is phenomenal. You want to talk about good singers with powerful voices. He has got a great one. It was one of those bands that I had found and was so excited about and said, they're small enough, they could come to Missoula. And then like four months later, they were like, coming to Missoula, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. I'm like, no shit. I'm so excited. I was so excited for this concert. And I go and i'm having some drinks and i'm pretty drunk but i'm having a great time and saint paul is on and it's a great concert and some two dudes walk in and immediately like they are drunk as shit they're like blacked out yeah and um one guy just comes barging through the uh this is at the top hat by the way which is like a small music venue bar yeah i want to say it's like 500 cap oh, or maybe even that, like yeah. 250, 300. Yeah, yeah. like 300 ish. Um, so it was super intimate. I was so excited to be seeing this band in that intimate of a setting. Um, he comes barging through the crowd, um, just like pushing people over, and he just like reeked like alcohol. And so we were like, fuck that dude. And then his friend was standing at like the back of the the pit quote unquote, it's not, it wasn't an actual pit or whatever you want to call it. And he would just take big gulps of beer and hold them in his mouth and then go and just spit it over the audience. And he did it once. And I was just drunk enough that it was like ruining my experience. I was just drunk enough that I was like, if he fucking does that again, I am going to confront him about that. And he sure enough, he gets a big old mouthful of beer, puts it in his mouth. I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking this. So I'm like, swallow that beer, swallow that beer. And he's like, nope. He just spits it over everyone. And so I'm like, okay. And I walk up to him. And as soon as I walk up to him, it was very, I walked up to him very aggressively. And he knew it was on. And I was like, oh, fuck. I have never been in a fight, like a real <laughs> fight in my whole life. I was just so, I like grabbed his, like the collar of his jacket. And I immediately was like, oh no, if I get into a fight, 
they're not going to know. It's going to look like I just walked up to this dude and punched this dude. I need to claim self-defense so I can stay at this concert (laughs) was my mindset. I was also drunk though and he was drunk as shit and so what I did is I grabbed him by the collar and went stop doing this shit and he went I will punch you and I immediately was like that's my end self-defense and I went punch me in the fucking face and he goes <laughs> I'm gonna punch you and then he like wind, he like winded up wound up and then he had his fist all cocked back and he's like I'm gonna punch you and I'm like you punch me in the fucking face and he's like I'm gonna punch you I'm like punch me in the fucking face and he's like here it comes and then Two bouncers just came in and just swooped this dude off his feet, just like under the armpits, and just carried him out of the bar. And no one asked me anything, and that was it. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> and then I just turned around and went back to having a great time. But from the outside, it just like like two dudes, one of them saying "punch me in the face," and the other one saying <laughs> "I'm gonna punch you in the face." Yeah, I've I've only been in the pit a few times in my life. It's not my favorite, but one time at the. The furthest I've ever driven to a concert is Missoula to Portland. I drove eight hours to see Descendants. Yeah. Because they're old. you got to go see bands like that when you can. For and, what it's uh, worth, I was about to drive that far to go to Pup. Right. Exactly. And the, they play, they launch in a suburban home. And this dude I've never seen before just grabs me by the, grabs me by the shoulders, smiles, and he goes, ah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm stoked too. And then he just like let go of me and jumped into the pit. And I was like, all right. Okay. Uh, you want to do some police blotter? Please stop. Please please. An individual reported a suspicious vehicle parked across the road from their approach with Idaho plates and no one around. <laughs> Those fucking Idaho. It's like a Goosebumps novel, like the missing Idahoian. Yes. <laughs> God. That they're Idaho plates. I'll tell you what, those potato boys. A, a Fergus County deputy reported an inmate received a suspicious letter. Ooh. That's interesting. I need way more information about that. Yeah, no, I know, right? Like, is it like a publisher's clearinghouse? <laughs> You just won $25 million. <laughs> and the deputy's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but don't incoming mail has to be screened. Yeah. So like what kind of suspicious letter? Was it a ransom note for a dude already in jail? But the person who screened it was like, this is OK. And then the person that got it was like, this is weird. Uh, no, it says the deputy or yeah, the deputy reported an inmate received a suspicious letter. Uh-huh. So I think I don't know if the inmates even seen the letter. What if it's like his third ex-wife, Darla, is, you know, like what if someone just sent some cocaine? They're just like, this will make it in. <laughs> this will get through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one is kind of sad, but I find it funny in its specificity. Okay. A caller reported while they were in the hospital, someone stole some lunch meat and almond milk. From them? I don't know if it was in the hospital or if it was at their house while they were in the hospital, but uh, maybe they had someone stop by the house and that person looked in the fridge and the lunch meat was bad, so they threw it away. I don't know. (laughs) I like to think that they were like, they were like, uh, you know, they're in one room and they're bored. 
because they're recovering or whatever. And they like looked across the hallway and they saw someone just like walk into someone's room who was maybe like incapacitated and they had a sandwich and some milk next to their bed. And that person just walked in the room and just stole their sandwich and their milk and then just walked out. And he was like, that motherfucker just stole that milk and that guy's sandwich. No, even better. No sandwich. They just like you just see them walk out of the room cramming a couple pieces of ham into their mouth. Yes, they take the ham out of the sandwich. They just pull the meat and just leave two pieces of bread for that person. (laughs) I like the idea that the hospital isn't serving sandwiches, just just two pieces of lunch meat like slapped on a like a cafe tray. Yeah, yeah. But they care enough for almond milk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where their, their bread budget has gone to almond milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's all I got for the police blotter. Police blotter. Well, it's been wonderful chatting with you about music. I hope we can narrow the conversation again in a couple episodes and and revisit it because I had so much more to say, but I don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a broad one. It was a broad one for sure. Just like food, we might have to revisit at uh, at some point. Okay, I will talk to you soon. Bye, bud. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Millie Vanilli's Ice Cream Shop, Chili Vanilli.